Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great things. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. we got open phones today, nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to hear from Leonard Steinhorn as the program wraps up at 9.50 this morning. The American University Professor of History and Communication is going to talk to us about the Biden administration and the winter of the discontent in the nation about the decisions being made by the Biden administration. Oh, yeah. so, He's pulled another boner now with the French. You read that communique from the French, no, or the joint communique? It would have benefited, what happened would have benefited by close consultations with our allies. What? In other words, Biden screwed up again. What did he do? He had a good conversation with Macron yesterday. Right, but they, the outcropping of it was that Biden was forced to admit that he blundered again. If you read that statement, it's pretty clear that Macron got him to admit that it could have been handled better. Right. Well, I don't think there's <laughs> I don't think there's any shame in admitting that you can handle something better well, than you did. What has he done well? Oh, he's done a hundred things. Oh, well. right. Come right. on, now. don't even start again. The border. They lied there. They're now sending those Haitians hey, you into should the be interior happy. of the country. Are you not happy that we're uh, taking uh, thousands of Haitians back to Haiti? But we're not. We're letting them loose in the country. It uh, turns out now that they, he was lying about that. What? It was on the news this morning. We didn't morning. take a thousand people. We, to t- we took some back, but the others, instead of t- sending them back, we're letting them loose here with an appearance ticket. Oh, come on now. What's the, come on, tell me about it. Oh, I know that we have some coming into the U.S. These are individuals, bilingual individuals, vaccinated, being allowed to be following no, the norm. These are people came across the border in the South right. and are being given a ticket and let go. No, 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 no. That's no, not no, what's yes, happening. Yes, They're yes, being yes, yes. processed. They're being processed as normal asylum seekers are. They're going through the whole process. Yes, those individuals are permitted to You've stay heard to stay in, stay in Mexico? Some stay in... Did you well, hear the, about that? The courts ordered Joe. that reinstatement. Hello, they're already in the U.S. They're not. They, you no, can't no, no, stay no. in Mexico if you're already in the U.S. You can return to Mexico. You get your ticket for your appearance, and then you go back to Mexico and stay there until you're called. That's no. the way stay in Mexico works. <laughs> why, why would a person from Haiti who took years to get to the U.S. Stay in Mexico. It, it doesn't make any sense. They're not because from they Mexico. Because they came across the well. They're not from the United States either, are they, Mark? Well, no, but they're asylum seekers. We have a, a gracious policy that was even underway during your your favorite president's administration that si- asylum seekers were given an opportunity to stay in the U.S. while they had their cases right, but heard. The court has ruled that Trump's stay in Mexico policy needs to be reinstated. Well, that's for a different set of individuals. It's for people who are from Mexico, not for no, people it's not from Haiti across the southern border. Oh, come on, Joe. If you came across the southern border 
you're told to get right. your get your uh, place in line and then stay in Mexico until you're called. All right, Joe. Uh, you're conflating about four different categories of immigrants. <laughs> uh, anybody who's informed no, can no, see no. right through it. Obviously, you're oh, either so actually you're confused okay. or trying to confuse. But in any event, let's get back to the show. On the Mark <laughs> is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Always include that keyword OTM. This will be an opportunity for you to make sure that uh, you get your comments heard. Joe's talking about the issue with the, it is a crisis in the U.S. with the city of Del Rio dealing with, uh, well, it was over 10,000. There's less there now. We've exported about, uh, I think it's 1,100 or 1,200 individuals directly to Haiti. Another 1,000 or so are in U.S. detention centers seeking U.S. asylum, and they have not yet been tested, vaccinated, and aren't being disclosed. And as Joe has pointed out, a number that he has no idea what the number is of individuals uh, who are vaccinated and tested, don't have COVID, and are bilingual, are being allowed to come into the U.S. and await their asylum hearing. That is the normal treatment for asylum seekers that the U.S. has been doing for a long time. But we'd love your view on this. So Joe says allowing anyone with dark skin and a strong accent in the U.S. is no wrong. One, no one said that. That's a lie, and you should apologize at once. Oh, no. Come I on, never Joe. said anything like that. Let's get to the heart of the matter, That's though. got nothing to do with it. That's right. in your mind. I mean, you, you have one of these minds where you think everybody's a racist, everybody's out to get people. <laughs> It, it, well, I don't think everybody. You want to follow the law. Gee, that's terrible. I, f I favor following the laws of the country. Oh, wait. That must make me a racist. Allow wait, but you're complaining because individuals from Haiti who come in the U.S. get tested, get permission to live in the U.S. while they await their asylum hearing. That's the law. But you're saying you still hate it because it's them. Just get I to the heart of the matter. I don't hate it because they – but then why are they shipping people if, if all these wonderful immigrants have applied for a status as a, what do you call it, refugee? or whatever. Asylum seekers. Asylum seekers. Why are we putting them on airplanes and sending them back to Haiti? They don't fit the criteria. What's to the come criteria? In the well, um, I thought I it was just I'm that sure you wanted to be... Uh, what separates out individuals who are being You wanted deported. asylum. Isn't that the criteria? Yeah, that's a good question. What, what makes the individuals who are being deported, thousands of them, uh, ineligible? That's a very good question. I, you know, it's interesting that you know just enough from Fox News to know all the negative points, but none of the positive points, nor none of the facts what are the positive points of, of people living under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas, until they get a, an appearance ticket to come before a court in the United States to press a claim for asylum that may or may not be legitimate? Well, what's the positive? Well, yeah, what's the well po how, first of all, how do we benefit from that? Explain first of all, that the positive me. is that they have made it to the U.S., and that's their goal is to, uh, to either be... Are you curious about how they got here from Haiti? They didn't swim. Uh, actually, some did, but that's uh, not the, certainly the very common way. Uh, how do they get there from Haiti? Let's see, let's hear. Good since question. since you know just no, enough, I don't know. To be I'm wrong. assuming somebody right. paid for their trip. What's that phrase you just used? Say it again. What? How'd they get here from Haiti? I assume someone paid for no, their trip. No, that's not what you said. What's that phrase? Three words. I 
don't know. No. Okay. You know about 1% well, of the immigration issues. How, how did issues. they get here? You, you're you're I know the authority? The, I know the variety of ways that they have arrived in the U.S. Some have flown to Central America. Brazil is a common landing point, Argentina. And then others have taken boats to get there. If you wanted to cross the border of the United States, why would you fly to Brazil? It's a pretty long trek from there, wouldn't you say? Well, it just depends. You know, I, I think since you've never been desperate in your life, I don't think you really know exactly what it's like have to, you been? to seek refuge. Have you been desperate in your life? No, but I well, certainly have you know? studied uh, no oh, more about this than you Oh, you studied desperation. Oh, I'm so proud. Did you take a college course at desperation? Are you having a manic phase or no, something? No, I'm just being so just, unreasonable, I'm irrational, and un- racist about these I'm people. I'm not being racist about them. You I don't care are. what color they are. Oh, that's You're true. You're the one that's dragging Is the color the into it. Is it the accent or the color? It's got nothing to do with that. Okay. It's got to do with whether or not they came into this country legally. There are probably tens of thousands of Haitians who have applied through the regular system to gain entrance into this country. Why should they be denied it when others who come to the border illegally oh can get gosh. across? What would you expect? Explain that to me. Excellent point, Joe. Yeah, you really got me on that one. Okay, folks. Well, you won't explain it to we'll me. We'll wrap. <laughs> you know so much. You're such an authority. You I know I'm a racist. You know everybody who, dis- who agrees with me is a racist. Joe, your ridiculosity is showing. Please retort again. Go ahead. No, I'm just waiting to, for you to explain no, this No, I to want me. more ridiculosity <laughs> before we take the call. <laughs> Come on. Well, you're dispensing it, so there you give me we some go. more. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what I am is what you are. There you go. That's a good one. Says you. We'll use that. Oh, my gosh. Kathy, please help us out here. It's, there's no adults. Mark, I'm going to tell you something. You better listen to your own newscast. Okay. Because it's stated that even the your department head said they're taking them to locations and processing them, and they are sending them out in the United States with papers with no dates to appear or no criteria to appear in a country for their formal judgeship uh, in the judge when they go to the court. They do not have any, any paperwork that states they even have to appear in a court after they are released from these centers. And they're flying them all over the country. The people are allowed to take buses and go anywhere. And they are not tested. And they do not have vaccinations. It was on the news. It wasn't on CBS. Uh, They paint a much different picture of this that shows that they have... Okay, well, I will not try to confuse you with the facts. Yes, I understand that OAS News is reporting that they're just being released without any paperwork. But honestly, I just think that, first of all, it defies common sense, intelligence, logic, that an individual who's seeking political asylum in the U.S. would be flown to some strange location in the U.S. and just released. But if you believe that, if that is a closely held myth that is very dear to you, Please but it has hold been on reported on more than one media, even on MSNBC. Oh, on, they're talking yeah, about Fox, the border crisis. MSNBC is talking about the border crisis. CNN now has been you, forced okay, to let's, recognize it. Let's get this right then. So you watched MSNBC. You sample media, so this is I certainly watch all possible. Three of them. You watched, and they said, contrary to U.S. law, the Biden administration is taking asylum seekers from Haiti, flying them to various locations around the U.S., and just simply 
opening a gate, no tether, no paperwork, no testing, no nothing, just saying, you're now on this side of the gate, goodbye. That, they said that on MSNBC? Not in those I words. I didn't think so, but Joe. they did say that, they, uh, that people are being sent to various places around the country without the proper documentation, without being tested. You know, they're making claims now that they, the border guards are whipping these people. Be, but then really all they were doing is have reins on the horses. The reins are long, and they're accusing them of whipping. They did so, whip them with the Didn't you see the video? They didn't whip them. They, they had did, their reins okay, on the horses. Okay, Joe, you take a leather strap that's eight feet long. You move it in high velocity towards a human being who is well, where, trying that to... that video. Would you, would you give me the, the link to that video? Because no, I'll admit, okay. I haven't seen that. Right, you I don't saw know. them riding horses. No, I don't know. I'm, you're saying you can prove it. Prove it. All right, we got a call coming, and we'll just take them directly on the air. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Go ahead. You're on the uh -oh. air. Yeah, you there, Mark? Yep, Stay go in. right ahead. <laughs> yep, I know. We know who hey, you uh, are. <laughs> this uh, immigration thing. Uh, I seen a clip yesterday, uh, and my orcus, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, recently was on uh, in testifying before the Senate, and Ron Johnson from Wisconsin asking point blank, how many of these people are being distributed throughout the United States? How many have been returned back over the border? And you know the answer from Mr. Mayorkas? He didn't have the latest numbers. He didn't have any numbers. Well, he didn't have any numbers. That's right. And Ron Johnson wasn't asking for exact numbers. He was asking for a roundabout numbers. You know, generalities. Like, okay, we only had 150,000 people we returned into the states and 140 returned. It didn't have to be down to the single person, but he had zero. And he promised him that he would give him the, the, the information he was requesting. But Mr. Johnson also said that he's asked for that information in previous hearings, and he still has yet to receive that information. So please tell me, what is this administration trying to hide? Probably everything. I mean, I, I can't imagine what they're being um, upfront about. You know, is there anything that, that that they've done right in your view? Down at the border? Anywhere? Down down at the border? Sure. Down at the border? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, and yesterday, well, I don't know if it was yesterday, the day before, Peter Ducey from Fox got up and asked Miss Saki. You know, she, he asked her point blank, "Has Joe Biden been to the border ever?" And she says, well, I don't know. And he says, well, Fox News looked, and they could not find any time that in when he was president, vice president, or a senator that he had been to the southern border. Okay? To see how, what the situation on the ground is. And Saki says, well, you know, let, let me explain to you, Peter, how things are here. We, we, you know, we're trying to fix a broken system. Who broke the system? It was Biden that broke the system. And you think him going to Texas wrong. would help? And you think him going to Texas would help? Well, at least he had. Well, doesn't he go to the hurricane where the hurricanes hit, the forest fires, and all that to see what the situation? And this is what how Ducey put it: to see what the situation on the ground is like, so he can make decisions about the policy mm -hmm. that he wants to enact. Well, okay? I certainly wouldn't argue is that, that he shouldn't go. Do? 
that is what they do on some occasions. Yes. Well, hey, I'm not arguing that he shouldn't go to Texas. If he doesn't go to Texas, uh, as you point out, maybe he's missing something, some perspective, or, you know, he likes to have uh, sort of unscripted conversation with people that he meets at these places. It would probably help him. He should go. Has Kamala Harris ever gone to Texas? She had supposedly oh, been. Oh, El Paso. The El Paso district area is where she went for an hour or two. Then she got on her plane and went out to California to campaign for Newsom. <laughs> well, it worked, apparently. Right. But anyway. And well, the El pa- Paso sector is the commerce sector in Texas because they have a border wall. So they can control the flow of the illegals over the border there better than they can in the Del Rio district, which has partial border walls here and there. And the governor of Texas has sent the, you know, the police and the National Guard down there, and they formed a vehicle wall for a couple miles along the border to prevent the illegals from crossing and coming into the country. And I guess they've also built some wall down there, Texas has, on their own. Well, I certainly yes, would appreciate I can appreciate what you're saying. I'll concede the point that being there brings perspective if you're talking about those kind of <laughs> things, whether it's the people or seeing firsthand the facilities. I also think it's when, possible. When are you going to point out his ridiculosity? He's uh, making the same arguments well, I, I made, I, and you called me ridiculous. I've <laughs> Stan is making <laughs> rational points related the to the importance of The same points I made. No, I don't think so. You're pulling facts out of the air or off of Fox News, and, and Stan is Stan, obviously... Do you have, do, does Fox News ever report anything accurately? Oh, my God. Well, probably uh, 90% of what they report is uh, accurate. Joe, Fox, Fox News isn't the one that t- said for three or four years there was Russian collusion, but the mainstream no. media still is... <laughs> Laying that one out there as fact. All right, we got to cut you off, okay. Stan. There's no. That's yeah. You're making sense, Stan. Mark doesn't want to hear anything. <laughs> no, no, I like the idea of the visitation and they, call. And, and, they, and they can't leave Biden go out anywhere unscripted because he makes a fool of himself. Did you see the reaction when he was talking to Boris Johnson in the uh, the Oval Office or wherever it was in the White House yesterday or the day before? <laughs> yes. They cut off the reporters. They wouldn't let him talk. They chased them out of the room. <laughs> I yeah. saw that. Why was that? Right. Why, why, why couldn't he answer questions? Uh, well, oh, that's to... right. He didn't have his teleprompter. Right. I think he's been we told not to. We are in deep trouble in this country. No. <laughs> no unscripted conversation. Well, that's ridiculous there, right. Stan, because that's, that's wrong. No, Mark that doesn't actually, believe that, that so that's actually ridiculous. Happens. No, that, that's fact. <laughs> that actually that's happened. Fact. All right, thank you so much, Stan. Appreciate the call. Ken, stand by. We're going to get you on the radio in three minutes. Stand by. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Ken has been patiently waiting and waiting and waiting. Ken, now you have an open mic. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Hey, how are you this morning? 
I'm all right. Um, doing a little bit of fact-checking on you as usual because you tend not to uh, pay attention. You always want to claim it's Fox and all those other things. CBS News. Many Haitian migrants camped in small Texas border town are being released into the United States. Haitians have been freed on a very, very large scale in recent days. Okay, but according to one U.S. official. All right, Ken. Uh, yeah. CBS. Right. No, I got that. That's fine. That is probably a true statement. But here's the rub. This is what Joe and our good caller are supposing that the individuals are untested, unvaccinated, released without a single stitch oh, no, of no, paper. I, no, 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 no. No. If you want the truth, you have to listen to it without any pieces of paper, no hearing dates, no immigration or naturalization contacts at all whatsoever, no scheduled hearing. They just take them to a location in the U.S., open a gate, and put them on the other side of the gate and close the gate behind them. Do you really think that that's how asylum seekers are being released in the U.S., yes or no? I didn't think so. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, go ahead, please. No, but you're assuming that there's some form of racism, brownage, all these things that you're saying is associated with this, and that is simply not the case. The case is it's happening. People are coming that may or may not be filled with diseases and or other things. They do not have to live as the rest of us do in society. Once they come in here because they're free to do that, that is a fact. And some of us don't believe that that's the greatest way to come into our country. It has nothing to do with white, brown, black, Chinese, any of those things. And I know you would like to make that your narrative and rhetoric. And sometimes I wonder if you actually believe some of the things that you say after having oh only read maybe <laughs> one or two Isn't that funny that um, as, as you voice that two weeks ago you tried <laughs> to tell me that I was wrong on the Russia oil thing and you said it was a known fact that we don't import more and then when I gave you the actual website that was real you had no retort well, I, I did have a retort. I said, I've been schooled on it. Now I'm informed. I do appreciate that. And I honestly think, you know, it's funny, as you said to me just a moment ago, do you really believe that? I, that was the exact thought that I had in my head about you. Do you really believe all this, that individuals coming to the U.S. are coming here and that the hatred that people have toward them has absolutely positively no racial background, well, which is impossible, just, you, you and just, secondly, that they just released them. that was not a part of the conversation. You added the word hatred. There is no hatred. We're, that's not what anyone's talking about. We're talking about legality. We're not talking about hatred. Personally, if you knew my background and my children's background right, and all of those things, you would know that none of that matters to me whatsoever. You just added hatred when I'm saying legality. There's a difference between the two. Don't, don't convolute because I think something should or should not be legal with the fact that you think I think it's legal because I have a hatred. Totally wrong assumption, and that's racist of you to think of that. Well, I think your fragility is a little your is is racist. Oh, no, the white the white fragility. No, yeah. just fragility. You mean, human I'm, I'm fragility. I'm a Polish guy that my 
my immigrants came across and hit um, the island and were kicked out of Nazi Germany and had to live in squalor and the fact that I lived in a trailer park for most of my life, that's my white fragility. Good job, Mark. Well, anybody who, uh, who, who believes that we should follow the laws of this country, even when they involve people of color, you're automatically considered a racist. I don't care whether they're from England, Japan, Korea, or Haiti. If you come into this country illegally, you have committed a crime and you should face the consequences. You shouldn't be given a free ticket, a uh, bus ticket, or a plane ride to some place here in the country, uh, no matter how much paperwork you have. You've committed a crime. All right, and Ken, hear me loud and clear. I didn't call you a racist. I said racism is the basis of a lot of this pushback. But Joe and I, for 20 minutes, have been having a conversation. 99% of it related to the legalities that you point are the heart of this. You point out are the heart of this, and that's what we've been discussing. Yes, I did insert the sentence that racism is at the heart of this in some cases, but most of our conversation is about the legality and U.S. immigration. And I didn't call you a racist, but I think when people uh, think they're being called a racist, it is a phrase called fragility that they, they automatically get their hackles up and they say, oh, I am not a racist. Well, you, I didn't you think you were a racist. I didn't call you one. I'm not saying that Joe is. Well, I'm yes, you did say I was. Yeah. You called me a racist at the start of the program. Uh, at the, no, I didn't. Yes, yes you, you did. did. Yes, you did. did. No, you see, that's, <laughs> that's what you heard because you're so defensive about this, but the fact of the matter is race is behind... Oh, I'm a lot of this pushback because I'm saying I'm not. So if I say I'm not, that means I am, right? That's how this gets twisted. If I want to defend myself, oh, there's twisting. Say right. that I think some of your topics are a little bit twisted. That means that I'm totally incorrect as far as it. And I notice how you gra- just sort of raised over the fact of what my heritage was. So I was white and old privileged, right? Because that's what it is, because I don't like brown people. But I do happen to like Polish people, okay? Is that the way it works? You get to pick and choose who I like and who I don't like. And depending upon what my words are, you get to twist them just enough to make it sound like I'm a white privileged person. You know, the kicker is no one calls you out on it, except I'm verbally capable enough to do it. So... <laughs> um, it, you got special so skills. Fun, to be honest with you. And I really am a really good guy. I just like to do this debate, thanks to my Bucknell education. Um, yeah, a white liberal school I went to that taught me how to be able to speak this way. Imagine that. All right. Well, we're no match for you, Ken. Thank you so much thanks, for bringing Ken. that superior intellect and Bucknell degree to the radio. We're very glad that most of our audience doesn't have it, but uh, you do, so good for you. Thank you so much for calling in. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We'd love to hear from you during the 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here, Joseph McGranahan. And uh, we're talking about the U.S. southern border and particularly the Haitians that are asylum seekers in the U.S. They're in, uh, what is it, uh, Del Rio, Texas, uh, trying to get into the U.S. So we're discussing that at length. We would love your input on this topic. 1-800-795-9565. we got lots of texts and emails pending, so we'll read those in the uh, as the show progresses, and we invite you to join the queue. Call us, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. We have texts and emails, uh, no callers at the moment, but uh, feel free to give us a bus, 1-800-795-9565. We do have some very brief news headlines here. State police investigated a school bus and car collision yesterday in the Danville area. Twelve school students were on the bus and one three-year-old, just one teen student, had a minor injury. The bus driver had a serious injury, according to troopers, and the van driver that ran into the school bus, a 30-year-old Ty Holloway of Benton, driving on the wrong side of the road, according to troopers per se a DUI charge is uh, possible there. Sunbury will have a Halloween parade last year canceled because of COVID-19, at least a traditional parade, but this year, yes. Things are somewhat getting back to normal, so we're going to try it as far as I know. Everything good to go. I mean, no one said, I mean, Sillens Grove's planning a parade, Milton's planning a parade, Danville's planning a parade, so they're all planning a parade, so I guess we ain't doing it. And that is Bruce Collier, police captain of the Sunbury Fire Police. The parade itself, October 21st at 7 p.m., forming at the Shikolami High School. They're also having a very important fundraiser this Saturday, Basket Bingo, with thousands of dollars in prizes uh, in the baskets. More than 2,500 people hospitalized with COVID-19 in Pennsylvania. And the State Department of Health says more than 100 people around here, uh, more people around here, have the disease. And Wednesday's update, the number of individuals hospitalized in Pennsylvania with COVID-19 is now 2,518 and 96 New Valley residents or 96 Valley residents now have COVID-19. The Evangelical Community Hospital announced that they're raising their minimum wage, the floor wage for any of their workers. It'll raise the pay of 700 employees there to $15 an hour. Of course, it's in the midst of a worker shortage. Geisinger announced a comparable, comparable raise of their wage recently. Doug Mastriano is on the outs. The Pennsylvania Capital Star reporting that after spending weeks railing against uh, Jake Corman, uh, Senator Mastriano no longer has access to the closed-door Republican caucus meetings. Jason Thompson, a spokesman for Jake Corman, confirmed Wednesday in the meetings lawmakers discussed their positions on bills, legislative strategy, in candid private conversations, and Mastriano's no longer allowed to participate in those. And finally, Joe, you're a dog lover, so this will be good news for you. The state Supreme Court has ruled that 
comfort dogs can be permitted to the courtroom to comfort somebody who's on the witness stand testifying that they are permitted to bring comfort dogs to the courtroom if it'll help the testimony to be more reliable. Perhaps you could use one here today. One of our emailers says, it sounds like Mark had too much roughage in his cereal this morning. <laughs> now, I accused Joe of ridiculosity, and I have lack of roughage, so between the two. All right. Um, Mike Bolig says, your station's news feed has said that 1,400 have been sent back to Haiti. Well, that's out of an estimated 17,000 at one crossing location. And why can't Cubans stay? Why did the Biden administration say they would not be allowed to stay in the USA? And they did say that. If they came, they would be sent back. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Join the queue on air. Uh, Tom is first up. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Go right ahead. You're on the air. You're on the air, sir. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, Joe, please do take the shovel off, Mark, because if he keeps digging, he's going to hit Biden in the head <laughs> in that same hole. Uh, but the biggest concern I have with the Haitians is how did our intelligence either know or not know that 15,000 people were going to show up at the border? Uh, I, I can recall during Trump's administration, you knew like weeks in advance and they were trailing them and they could see them coming and they'd stop them in different countries or they'd tell you about it. But here all of a sudden, it's like Cheech and Chong, you know, coming to America. They're over the hill and they're here. Uh, and, uh, it, and it just, it leads me to believe what else has gotten into this country, especially if any terrorist elements or cells, how, what's our intelligence doing or is the Biden administration just, they're allowing this and wanting this? Well, there can be no argument that the Biden administration rescinded every safeguard that President Trump put in place. Now, you can say they're racist-based or you can say they're legally-based, but whatever, whatever way it was, the border was fairly secure during President Trump's administration, and President Biden changed that. And to the extent that there's a mess there, in my opinion, he owns it. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, definitely President Biden's got to deal with it. It has nothing to do with President Trump. As for why this wasn't an organized caravan where a couple of thousand people were in one, I don't know that. And I do know that you won't find out by asking the Biden administration or Jen Psaki or the head of Homeland Security who's kind of taken charge of this. They don't know why this uh, huge clump of individuals, now what is it, 17,000 according to one report just there, uh, how that formed without, you know, significant notice in advance. It started out with just a few thousand. I believe 4,000 was when the first popped up in the news because they were all waiting under the bridge there. And of course, now we're up to 17,000. Uh, thousands have been released into the U.S. as asylum seekers. And uh, uh, we, it's over a thousand, the number of individuals that have been taken back to Haiti. But uh, yeah, that's a good question. How did this uh, develop like this. I know Mexico was asked at some point to stop the flow, you know, to stop the number of individuals getting to that border point, but uh, I think it was CBS did a live shot yesterday, and there are still individuals coming across that uh, low-head dam to get into the U.S. There, CNN set up, it was CNN set up a camera there, and you could just watch them come in. So they, there has been no stemming of the tide. Yeah, but, but again, Mark, do you believe the Biden administration didn't know this was happening, you know, you know, weeks and months ago. You just, 17,000 people just don't come from Haiti 
And even if you say three years, where have they been hiding for three years? And and we didn't know it, and they just all up and said, all right, we're going to America, whether we're in Brazil or Colombia or wherever. You just don't see this explosion without knowing it and seeing it coming. Uh, It it tells you that the Biden administration is, is lying constantly to us about what's happening at the border. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Who knew what, when, you know, and, and how individuals thrive or live when they're in South or Central America. If they, I mean, they could technically be in those countries legally. Well, you said they flew to Brazil. I assumed you had some, some knowledge some of did. it. Some did, yeah. That's, that's what the... So they've been hiding in Brazil for three years. Well, I don't think if, if you stay in Brazil for three years, I don't think you're hiding. I think you're living there. You may be an illegal immigrant there, too. But, you know, I don't think they're just hiding behind bushes for three years waiting for the right point. But that's a perfectly Doesn't valid... Doesn't you that this could happen, though? Yes, I was, I was just going to say... You know, could be either <clears throat> asleep or told, you know, just... You, you've got to keep a lid on this and don't don't let it out. Tom, I was just that going to say coming? that that is exactly a point that you made that is being overlooked here is that, yes, of course, these are Haitian refugees. Many are seeking asylum. Some have gotten into the U.S. illegally on their own and others are waiting, you know, patiently there in uh, Del Rio. But uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, let's say one in a hundred aren't Haitian immigrants. They're terrorists or people intent on hurting us or uh, just plain outright criminals from Central America trying to, you know, ride this wave into the U.S. There is definitely a homeland security factor for this. And I think that's why the Texas Border Guard set or Texas Border Patrol set up a uh, a cordon on the Texas side of the border. But if you know anything saying about... Saying you're not going to sneak past this line. If you know anything about Haiti, you know that those people have lived under oppressive regimes for many years. First, there was Papa Doc and the Tonton Mercut, which made life horrible for the citizens of Haiti. Then Baby Doc. Then the, he was overthrown. There's been nothing but government instability there. I, th- I have more sympathy to Haitians coming to this country saying that they are victims of, of abuse and neglect in their own country than I do for people coming from other places. So, I mean, if I were going to give some preference to people, I would tend to give it to the Haitians. But still, this is a country of laws. If you want in, you do it legally. And if we need to have an open-door policy for Haitians, then let Congress create one. Thank you so much for calling in, Tom. Very much appreciated. Thanks for sharing your opinions. Uh, Bob, you are next up. Go right ahead. Yeah, and if anybody watches the news, they know what uh, happened to the country that these Haitians are coming from. It's a big disaster area. They're losing their houses and all kinds of stuff. Which that's why people come to the United States because they're seeking a better life, or they're losing uh, food or, or uh, safety, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I love how everybody likes to condemn everything that's happening since uh, Biden's the president. You know. It's, I hope it makes them feel better to blame somebody. Well, who I should mean, they? nobody else's fault. But who's in charge well, of yeah. immigration? Well, you blame President Trump for everything in your calls, Bob. You don't want a President Biden but to take any blame? Well, so is when Biden. He was the so everything he'd done was a disaster. And same with Biden. <laughs> the same with no, Joe Biden. It's not. <laughs> I'm Explain on your side. What is wrong with trying to help people? <laughs> We're supposed to be a loving country that welcomes 
people and wants to lift people up. Well, then why do and we have laws? To... Is people want to condemn and throw people away and why let do... them die. Why do we have laws then? To them, happens to them. Bob, why do we have laws then? Why did we create these laws? Republicans and Democrats well, alike you know voted you for these laws. You can break every law until you get caught, can't you? I don't get your point. Well, I'm saying I could speed every day until I get caught. I'm not going to get arrested, right? Right, but that doesn't mean you haven't broken the law. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, uh, Stan complaining about <laughs> Biden going around to the disaster areas in our country, that's what a real president does. He goes out to help the people. He doesn't tell them to go and rake their forests so that the forests don't catch on fire. Well, when has he been to the Say, border? I'm not going to give you any money because you don't rake your forest. Bob, when has right, he, he been to the border, Bob? Yeah, let's skip. I, must, I missed that one. Let's when has he Trump been to the border? Let's keep Trump out of this anyway, if we can. No, we're I'm talking sure about Biden. he's been to the border. When? Well, if you need not to know while he's been president, day, I'll have to look it up and get it for you. Not since he's been I'm president. Sure he's been to the border. But not no. since he's been president. He has not been to the border. No, unfortunately, he hasn't been, Bob. He, he certainly would be boasting of it if he had been. Uh, he's been to Rehoboth. He might have done a Zoom meeting. Oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> certainly right. the border. <laughs> that'll save some, that'll save some uh, right, pollution. Right, there you go. Instead of flying a plane around. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Bob. Thanks, thanks, Bob. thanks, for, thanks for calling care, in. Bye. Very, very bye. much appreciated. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe, then we'll take the break. Says, Mark, where do you get that refugees released into the U.S. are bilingual and tested? Fox? That was the homeland. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't really. <laughs> I honestly don't watch any Fox News. I'm sorry. Um, the uh, Homeland Security Secretary said many, M-A-N-Y, many are bilingual, and they are, that is one of the criteria that helps the individuals that are getting released into the U.S. Uh, I, I'm really just trying to draw the line that there are some criteria to be released into the U.S. seeking asylum, and one of which is not that you have absolutely no paperwork, no tether, no business card. You're just pushed on the other side of a gate, and then they close the gate behind you, as one of our callers said. I'm just saying that these people have some uh, connection to the U.S., either family or friends here or someplace to live, and uh, that's that's how Homeland Security releases them into the U.S. with well, under the promise of um, asylum. One of our listeners says, Mark, you just used the term illegal immigrants when mentioning Haitians that could have possibly lived in Brazil. Why can't you use that term regarding the United States? I'm afraid I don't even you get the refer, question. You refer to the peop, the possible Haitians living in Brazil as possibly being illegal immigrants. In that country, But yeah. you don't refer to the people crossing the border as illegal immigrants here, I think is his point. I, we, you do refer to them as that. Well, I know yeah, you, they are illegal right. immigrants in the U.S. I mean, well, they're immigrants, sort of wannabes. They're just illegal first, I guess, and then they want to be in the U.S. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll take more comers. This is a great topic, uh, and we would just love to hear from from you, I pointed out in the first segment that I think racism is the basis of a lot of this criticism. If I said Joe's a racist, I certainly know that he isn't, but I do know that uh, our good Bucknell-educated individual was very upset that I he thought I implied that he was too, but uh, I don't think that he is. I don't have any opinion about him. But if you have a Bucknell education or not, you can call us, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565, talking about immigration. The Biden administration will have Leonard Steinhorn 
Kilnorn at 9.50 this morning. So we'll wrap up this conversation with a conversation not only about immigration, but uh, Joe Biden's plummeting popularity ratings. I believe, Joe, and maybe you can correct me, is his approval rating now lower than President Trump's was? No, it's pretty close to the same. Oh, close. Okay. I think it's 43% overall, but in some states it's as low as 30%. Well, last week at this time I said, well, it can only go up. <laughs> but no, it's going down. Yes, All right, I stand corrected. All right, we'll take more comers. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us, as four individuals have done, at 70236 and include the keyword OTM. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We're talking about the crisis at Del Rio, Texas, where CBS, uh, according to our good listener, reported 17,000 individuals are waiting to come into the U.S., many seeking legal asylum in the U.S. That's a, a process that the U.S., well, I think all countries permit it, or most do anyway, allow an individual to come in the U.S. and seek asylum and say, I am here to seek asylum, and that's what uh, uh, the Haitians are doing, or most of them anyway. Uh, that's a legal process, but we are talking about the illegalities associated with this, and really the through line through it is more so President Biden's uh, inability or ability to handle this well or not. Um, having deported a thousand has given him no no uh, free, uh, free and clear remarks about this. He enjoys no good credit for this and uh, is, uh, you know, largely being blamed for a crisis that seems to be getting worse. If we're up to seven, uh, 17,000, that's uh, much worse. So what's your view on this? 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.kok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we do have some storm information from the newsroom. Uh, they report that we have about an inch and a half of rain in our engage so far. Uh, about 1,400 PPL customers in the valley are without electricity right at the moment. And PennDOT uh, says a section of Mount Pleasant Road, also known elsewhere uh, in the next township as Green Creek Road, is blocked. So that's, oh, I'm sorry, that's in Columbia County, Mount Pleasant Road and Green Creek Road. And in Snyder County, a section of Route 35 blocked between Greenville Road and Flint Hill Road and a section of Iron Bridge Road. That's sort of in the same general heading out there. So those two sections, we have those posted on our Facebook page and just tweeted them out. So follow us on Twitter. And 
and uh, you'll be in the know. All right, so we got that done. Um, we have a caller that's been hanging on for 17 minutes. We ought to get oh, to him. I'm sorry. Dale, you're on the Dale, mark. Dale, you've been more than patient. Thank you so much. Sorry about that. Yeah, Mark, I just under, I'm trying to understand how it became on the mark because you're off the mark now because it used to be dignity and, uh, you know, it used to be under dignity and morals. Now you're totally off the mark. I think the media now, instead of having dignity and morals, is more divisiveness. That's how the media is paying people. And I think now you would be the first one in two weeks after they can't agree to borrow money. You'll be the first one to echo in. Everybody should sacrifice their pension so everybody can live better. Are you going to be? Are you going to be the first one in line? Yes, sir. There you are. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, that if you're a man, are you about making coin or making sure everybody is sacrificed so everybody lives better? Yes, That's sir. Wrong. You're about making coin, right? Yes, sir. So basically, I, I don't know. Are you are you with the new wave of media where you're promoting divisiveness or you're about dignity and morals? No, sir. No what? Oh no, the dignity are part. Are you like more divisiveness for media? Uh, you know, for more media hype. That's that's how media is working right now. They're not. They're making more money being more divisive than they are having dignity and morals. So you're on the side of being more divisive, right? No dignity. I like dignity versus divisiveness. Joe, what do you like, dignity or divisiveness? I prefer divisiveness. That's what how on the mark started by you having dignity and morals. Now you're selling to be divisiveness. Now, I don't, I mean, that's up to you, brother. Make your coin. But when you, in two weeks, when they ask you to forfeit your pension so everybody can live better, I want to hear you echo that. In two weeks. This is going to happen in two weeks. In two yeah. weeks. And then plus the yeah, global shutdown. When they can't borrow no more money off people who oh, okay. work hard for Well, Dale, you'll be happy to know money. that I'm going to go to law school in two weeks. So I'm going to become a lawyer. Oh, well, that that's good for you. More coin for you, brother. But I, I just <laughs> want to know, you're just going to sacrifice on the mark dignity and morals. For be more divisive because that's all you've been. I mean, you're not truly that character you're talking about. You're and, not that and would you say <laughs> you are not that character? I can tell. I can read you. You're not that character. And you would say, you're Joe, just, you're Joe, on show. you're putting on the show. That's all you're doing. And why are you singling out me? What well, What about mark, my divisive co-host? On the mark, you know, we love you because you had dignity and morals. Now you're just sacrificing it to be more divisive. That's understandable. You're in the, making coin. That's in the interest of understandable. Co- in the interest of coin. Coin. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you. Hey, well, Thanks, thank Dale. you. Oh no, I appreciate that. Long will you, time. Will you be joining the bar association when you graduate I, from law school. That's my only goal. I could care less about the law. I only wish to join the bar association. Speaking of upper right hand corner, Joe. Yeah, Joe keeps saying that quote, "We are a nation of laws." Unquote. Under the law, anyone who isn't a citizen seeking asylum has a legal right to come to the United States until they have an asylum trail. Trial. Well, he says trail. Well, obviously he mistyped. <laughs> come on, Joe. Isn't that funny? I how read them as they no, come in. No, 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 no. If it's a conservative, you fix up their grammar. If it's a liberal, you're like, oh, no, everything goes as they type it. I love it. All right, 1-800-795-9565 uh, right there, Joe. Well, this is uh, off topic. The Fauci oh. clip on the top of the hour news is more proof that he needs removed from his position. He's been lying about science and COVID for two years. All right, this is what uh, you should Another read. one says, racism has zero. Racism has zero to do with the crisis at the border. It's the failure to enforce the law. That's the problem. 
and we have laws to immigrate uh, we have laws to immigrate to this country and the majority of illegals have zero legitimate asylum claims oh i don't know if if you're coming from haiti do you have something to I, go I on i think you do if okay. you're coming from I honest in all honesty honestly. i do think you do if you're coming from haiti but you could also argue that they that the majority of the people there now today are more motivated by economic issues which isn't criteria for asylum <laughs> okay I, i'll concede the point uh, and let's see uh, the very last one this is the last text that we border have. agents on the ground are saying some illegals are being released with no reporting date all right. Thank you so much. We appreciate that email uh, or text 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. we got a quickie caller before the break. Uh, Bob, go right ahead. You are on the mark. you get another minute. Yeah. Do you know what the offense is for entering the uh, United States illegally? What? First offense is a misdemeanor. <laughs> the first offense. Misdemeanor <laughs> offense. That is all you get. So why not attempt to get into the United States? Because a misdemeanor Who has not is had a misdemeanor offense. You look up what you look up. A, Bob, look up misdemeanor, and you'll find that that can be a, that is often a jailable crime. Oh well, yeah. If you're talking a summary be, offense, is it, it? Yes, it Do you can. Think they're going to put you in jail for crossing the border. Well, I don't know. So. I uh, mean, it's free food and uh, free housing. Why not take advantage of it, right? Drunken driving is a misdemeanor, and people go to jail for that. Shoplifting uh, uh, is a misdemeanor. For it. Yeah, you can it, get it off starts out. ARD. You it doesn't. Have it it starts out as a misdemeanor. But it, it starts do out as a misdemeanor. Else? It is a misdemeanor. It's not a summary offense anymore. It's a misdemeanor. But anyway, what's your point, Bob? The point is that it's not really that illegal to come in the U.S. illegally. Correct. The point is, why not take the chance of coming to the United States? And as far as racism goes, that can be. You can think somebody's racist just because they have a different behavioral trait. You know, it's, it's so complicated. People throw things out of judgment just because you say it's racist. I mean, you could uh, walk across the street and I could say, oh, well, that was a racist thing they done because they jaywalked. I, don't, I mean, I'm just throwing right. that out there, I, I get what you're saying. Right. Being in the U.S. illegally isn't the biggest issue. And I don't think there's anybody, I'll, I'll have to let you go because the minute's up, but I don't think there's anybody that disagrees with you, Bob, that it's not a serious felony, you know, life-changing offense to come in the U.S. illegally. But the fact of the matter is that we're being overwhelmed with individuals coming in the U.S. illegally, and now we're being overwhelmed with individuals from Haiti who wish to seek political asylum, and that we have a system to admit people in a, a systematic and but timely you're fashion. You're not stating the reason why we're having this influx. Well, no, 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 just let me the finish Biden this. administration opened the border. I'm trying to tell Bob that, you know, uh, yes, obviously it's not a serious crime to come in the U.S. in terms of being a jailable offense, but uh, we're being overwhelmed with, what is it, 100,000 misdemeanor offenders coming in, into the U.S. each month? I may not remember what the numbers are, but obviously the uh, border wall is uh, being, or the, the border is being overwhelmed. And I have always said, Bob, that we, sh the President Trump, one of the six things that he did right was to push for difficult or, you know, stern security at the U.S.-Mexico border. 
my interest was almost primarily Homeland Security, but that was before the border was significantly overrun like it is now. So, all right, we'd love your opinion on this. We're going to try to time this right. We have Leonard Steinhorn uh, available at 10 minutes before the hour, so he'll help wrap us up. Uh, The premise of his conversation to us, in part, has to do with the fact that uh, President Biden's um, uh, approval ratings are lower. Here's the the paragraph about that from CBS News. It says Leonard Steinhorn will comment on President Biden's approval rating has hit a new low. A Gallup poll finds 43% of Americans approve of the job he's doing and 53% do not. Only President Trump had a lower approval rating at a similar point in his presidency. The numbers come in as a bipartisan push to pass a police reform bill driven by the death of George Floyd appears to have stalled and controversy over the treatment of Haitian migrants at the Texas borders is making headlines. Well, and I think really the, the Gallup poll probably doesn't even capture the Haitian migrants. It certainly would capture the Afghanistan uh, debacle. All right, upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then we got to hit the break. I heard this, thought it would fit your show. We refuse to believe medical professionals, doctors and such, scientists, National Health Service, and so forth, but we have no problem believing people on social media, TV, radio, talk shows that couldn't pass a high school science course. All right, appreciate that. Yeah, related to COVID and right here, this, it, we read both and then we'll take All the right. break. Oh, my, oh, the my, text. I, my, I'm trying to figure out what that was. Uh, Mallorca doesn't have a number of, of illegals released but knows they are bilingual. That would be a lie. No, he didn't say that. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Bob is such a bleeding heart liberal. Hey, Bob, I want, I want complaining about Biden and disaster visits only. Lack of visit to the border? What? I want complaining about Biden and disaster visits only lack to visit to border. I'm okay, yeah, we're, miss, we're missing some adjectives. Missing some words there. Okay, <laughs> send it back, whomever sent that. All right, we got one call coming in, another standing by. Stand by. All right, his fabulosity proven time and time again, Mr. Rob Center, our great producer, so we appreciate him uh, being over there. Uh, we have the number of calls that uh, we will have, will be allowed to allow now. We have to take another quickie break. We got Leonard Steinhorn at 10 of, and we got two callers rating, waiting, both of whom will get uh, three minutes if they so desire that much time. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yes, you guys are talking about the border, and I heard that the Biden administration uh, official said the border was closed. <gasps> so why all the talk about the border? Because the Biden administration is lying about that. <laughs> well, then why why don't we have the fact checkers coming out on MSNBC and CNN with the number of lies the Biden administration? Why don't why don't we have a running total across the bottom of the screen of Biden <laughs> lies? I don't think What's he's up to here? he's not up to twenty five thousand yet. He's only had. A, Maybe twenty, thirteen thousand. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Now there, there you go, changing the narrative again. And while you change the narrative, I'm going to change to another topic. Um, I'm, I'm watching uh, MSNBC and CNN today, and they're they're both kind of upbeat about how the moderate Democrats are uh, negotiating with the uh, progressive Democrats to lower the spending package from you know. They call it a 3.5 trillion, but everybody knows it's going to be much, much more than that. And they're they're getting together to lower it to to make it more uh, uh, passable. So basically, they'll do that, and then they're going to come out with a, an announcement that a uh, what do they call that? A compromise has been met to pass this bill, 
you know, which the Republicans completely left out of the negotiations. But it'll sound good, and that'll be the headline, and people will say, hey, there's been a, a negotiation and a compromise, and so when the Democrats pass it with all Democrat votes, it won't seem like they passed it with all Democrat votes, so it won't look as bad. That's my theory. That's my conspiracy theory for the day. Actually, right, I think well, it we'll should see. be passed with all Democratic votes because it's their spending that makes the ne- necessary to drive this uh, up even higher. And it's not a true conspiracy theory. It's just a good political theory. <laughs> right. It's common sense. Now, are they going? Are they going to tie it to the uh, debt ceiling bill? Are they going to put? Are they going to try to tie everything together? That's. I'm not hearing them talking about that on, on, on that station, and I'm not really listening to anything else except you guys' uh, radio show. Well, apparently so what we, they're saying the Democrats- is they're saying that Mitch McConnell is saying the Republicans all agree that they need to raise the debt limit, but they're not going to give it one vote. The reason they aren't going to give it one vote is because they believe the need for it to go up so high or to be eliminated entirely is because of the excessive amount of spending the Democrats are proposing and have already put in place. Okay, so what I heard then was there's talk that there's actually no technical need to raise the debt ceiling, you know, the spending. It's the ability to pay it back, and the the Democrats have found a way to finagle spending more money without raising the debt ceiling. Have you heard that? No, they're going to have to raise the debt ceiling if they're going to spend more money. Yeah, they're Or we're going to default. And they're going to have to do it themselves, too, because Republicans won't participate. Wisely so. Are, are so. Why should they? Are yeah, we, wisely so. Are we going to have some kind of panic here? Is this going to be, I mean, the stock market's up again today. You know, they heard a little bit of a correction, but it seems like it's just going up and up and up. So those people don't seem to be worried. All right. Yeah, who knows? All right. The good question, Mike. We'll have the answer tomorrow. I guarantee you. Thank you so Thank much you. for Thank calling in. Uh, Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Oh, you bet. Why? Anyway, all we hear from the left end of the peanut gallery is that these folks are seeking a better life, okay, coming across the border. Now, how in the world can a brown person ever, ever get a better life here? Because everything we hear is just how we are, a paragon of racism that is so ingrained that we need to blow the whole thing up and start over. So they're forcing these folks into a horrible place that is stacked against them. I mean, don't you think that's cruel? Well, I think if living in a society that may still have uh, some racial work to do is the only criteria based on your life, then maybe the U.S. wouldn't be the perfect place to go. But I don't know where you would go where race is perfect. I think the U.S. just keeps getting better and better and addressing more and working on more and doing more. And, Joe, what would you say are the issues facing Haitians these days in Haiti? Is it, is it the natural it's disasters? an economic disaster, right. I mean, right, I The think economy, Governmental, inst- governmental instability that's so always been a factor. What's the advantage Fraud. of living in Haiti? There are no advantages. There are none. So <laughs> you're coming from a country with, uh, Joe would say, there's no advantages to the U.S. that continues to grow in well, the areas of race. Well, unless you're part of the elite, the, the funded, the, the people who have all the money in Haiti, they probably have a very good life. But the rank-and-file Haitians, I completely understand their desire to get out of the country. So I think, Lance, what's happening here is people are saying, well, on balance, being in the U.S. is better. I mean, 
mean, if you come to the U.S. and you get here, certainly if you get here legally, uh, you will have a lot of opportunities, and an illegal immigrant will have some opportunities, wow. too. But I think on balance, wow. they, w- they would find the quality of life, uh, the, I'm, you're going to laugh when I say this word, government stability. <laughs> At least we have the same government every day. We may not have good leaders in it, and we may not have, uh, we may have a divisive U.S., but well, it's still Trump better tries off. tries to overthrow it again, well, And right? I think the land is, the U.S. is still viewed as a land of opportunity, despite uh, the fact that there is some racism that we're working on in the U.S. Don't you? Better tell the folks at CNN that. Okay, they don't. They didn't catch it. All right, we'll do. We'll uh, send them a note. So. All right, uh, thank yeah. you so much, Lance. Thanks thank for you, calling. Sorry, in. we're pressed for time. We'll give you more yep, later. You Take care. Yeah, call okay. back tomorrow. All right, uh, we want to remind you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and uh, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. It's an opportunity for you to buy a great vehicle at a great price. You can do as a lot of people have done. And uh, They sold a couple of the electric Mustangs. They drove. They sold the mannequin that I was driving, so uh, I didn't get a chance to, uh, I can't drive that one anymore, but uh, you can do what many folks have done, and that's order up a brand new electric Mustang. About uh, 250 miles is the range on these, but they are just super sharp, and they're all-wheel drive just by the very nature of the way they're propelled, and they are an SUV. It's not this typical Mustang sleek uh, racing line that they're used to, though they do make a lower, sleeker SUV Mustang that uh, costs a little bit more for the larger electric motors, but has bigger battery, too. It goes a little bit longer on its uh, fill-up of electricity. But the electric Mustang, the Mach-E Mustang, is selling, and the 2022 orders are being taken now, so that's an opportunity for you to save a buck and to get a fantastic Mustang electric Mach-E from the Sunbury Motor Company. Make sure that that search starts out where my latest vehicle search uh, began at sunburymotors.com. Leonard Steinhorn coming up shortly here on WKO Okay. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We have asked for and received an opportunity once again to talk to Leonard Steinhorn, a CBS News analyst and professor at American University, talking about President Biden's latest poll numbers. He's down to 43% of Americans approve the job he was doing. And headed south. I, I thought last <laughs> week it couldn't go any lower, but now it is. Leonard, what's your analysis of this? Uh, what's, uh, what's the explanation for this and uh, what's the way out? Well, look, Joe Biden walked into the White House with far more challenges than a lot of other presidents have ever faced. You know, a pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic, economic crisis, sort of a a world in upheaval, climate change. 
and he's tried to address these and always hasn't been as successful as he would have liked. And the media, which do not have a political bias, they have a bad news bias, they have a gotcha bias, and they are pounding him relentlessly. So he's getting pummeled week after week, whether it's on Afghanistan and those sort of grisly images of the evacuation, or whether it's on the rise of the Delta variant, or whether it's the border and the images we see there, or whether it's the sort of the slowdown on the economy, even though we expected it to grow much more. Um, and, you know, then you see sort of disagreements with one of our closest allies, France. And so what happens is that the news media creates this narrative, and this narrative has been negative week after week after week, and that gets into people's heads, and they start questioning, is he as good a leader as we thought? Is he as competent as we thought? And even some Democrats start to hemorrhage from him, and a lot of independents, though you should have expected the Republicans to be negative, and that's what's accounting for these low numbers. And I've even seen one survey that shows that Biden may be even lower in favorability than Donald Trump is right now. So it's been a rough, rough, rough time for Joe Biden in terms of what, what's been going on, and in large part because he's been pummeled by the press. You know, if this were the former president, he'd be calling it all fake news. Um, but Joe Biden is getting hit and hit repeatedly. But again, that can change. And nothing in politics is ever set in stone, and nothing is irretrievable, especially this early in a presidency. Well, forgive me for being an old conservative, but it seems to me like Joe Biden has bought and paid for this criticism that he's getting with his own incompetence. Or do you think, see that a little differently? <laughs> well, look, I think if Afghanistan was a problem. Um, it's not as if he came up with this policy himself or invented Afghanistan. This is a 20-year war that was largely failed. Uh, the previous president, Donald Trump, you know, came up with the agreement and basically said, Taliban, you do what you want in the country as long as you don't attack American soldiers. Um, and so the Taliban was going to take over the country. It was just a matter of time. And Joe Biden didn't appear to have a plan B or plan C in place if the Taliban did rapidly take over Afghanistan, which everyone thought they would. It was just unclear when it would happen. So it appeared very chaotic, and it would have been chaotic anyway, but it appeared chaotic, and then we lost all of those service members and, and Afghans in that terrible bombing. So, look, those are circumstances that every president faces, fortunately or unfortunately. You go all the way back to Ronald Reagan, and more than 200 American uh, service members died in Lebanon, and it was a terrible, terrible thing. Um, but unfortunately, this is the, the uh, sort of a, a world in disarray that we're dealing with for many, many years. And so, yeah, should Joe Biden own it? Yes, he has to. Um, is this something that he created on his own? Partly. But the press will focus on it as only Joe Biden because we tend to think about only the immediate moment in time. Also, there's the difficulty he's having in Washington right now about keeping his own party together to be able to make sure that they can get those magical 50 votes in the Senate to pass his human infrastructure bill. So if the message comes out via the media that Washington is in disarray and potentially Joe Biden's agenda is going to be undone and they might not pass anything, that adds to it. Um, it wasn't Joe Biden that didn't get people vaccinated uh, because it was people refusing to get vaccinated. Joe Biden did everything he could, and yet because people refused, we end up 
with the growth of variants, which Delta was, and that created a big problem. And that ripples all the way into the economy and to parents worrying about their kids going to school and getting COVID. So all of that stuff accumulates. And yes, Joe Biden has to own some of it, but some of it's much larger than Joe Biden, as it is with every president. And, well, let, but we focus on the president. Let's take a look at his joint communique after uh, his phone call with Macron yesterday. Pretty much admitting that he blew it, don't you think? Yeah, look, you know, the funny thing is, is people around the world have very high expectations for him because they believe that Donald Trump just didn't even care about what allies thought. So the last thing other countries wanted to hear was that, oh, my gosh, he's not consulting us and he's doing it on his own. Um, so I think that there were a series of miscommunications on all of this because Joe Biden seemed to uh, understand from the Australians that they communicated serious concerns about those French submarines, but the French interpreted it completely differently. But regardless of that, if you're president, you've got to make sure that all of your allies and friends are consulted and brought in. And even if it's not good news for them, you've got to give them a heads up so that they're not caught off guard. That was another concern that many of them felt with Afghanistan. So here they were thinking that this is a guy who had foreign policy experience, not only as vice president, but as chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And, and so they had high expectations, and he hasn't been meeting them all. Um, but he's been, you know, but the funny thing is because the expectations are so high, um, even if he's doing more sort of consultation than Donald Trump did, because it's lower than expectations, it creates a sense of disappointment among our allies. So a lot of our allies are very comfortable with a lot of his consultations, but these big sort of moments that you're referring to, when it doesn't happen, they're going to hold him accountable. And yes, he has to be held accountable to the things that he hasn't done well. But keep this in mind, if you or I are in the White House and we're seeing a few real faux pas with our allies, um, not consulting, not working with them, you know, yes, Joe Biden owns it. You know, the buck stops with him. But he's got to take a serious look at his foreign policy team, whether it's Jake Sullivan, head of the National Security Council, or Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, and say, what's going on? Are these people up to the job? Are they causing me all the headaches that I'm facing? And what's with your history hat on, what's your view of the submarine deal with Australia and the U.K.? It dissed France along the way, but uh, is it still better in the long run to have this deal in place and to, and to uh, show what's necessary to China? Well, look, China is emerging as a global bully, whether it's economics or using military might. And with bullies, somebody has to stand up to them. Um, and so... In some ways, from a geopolitical sense, yeah, this makes sense because the Australians have been having problems with the Chinese. The Chinese are causing problems for all of our allies uh, in the Asia-Pacific uh, region. Um, they pick on Japan. They pick on Korea. They pick small fights. Look at what they've done with Hong Kong and pretty much snuffed out uh, democracy there. Um, so, you know, for jo from Joe Biden's perspective, you know, somebody has to be able to take a stand and say, okay, China, you want to continue doing this stuff? We're going to have to meet you, uh, and, and you're going to have to deal with the United Front on our part. So the big trick, though, is not just with the U.K. and Australia, but bringing in our other allies to coordinate how we all respond to China, because some of the European allies, well, they want to have good trade relations. They don't want China to get too upset with them. So Biden really has to bring it to them and say, look, 
you know, in the short term, some of this stuff might hurt. But in the long term, do you want to have China be the preeminent power in, in, on, in this globe later this century? And we have a choice to make today about how we're going to deal with it. Let's talk for a second, and you're uniquely One positioned minute. to answer this question because you deal with both the media and academia. Are you at all concerned that Joe Biden gives an appearance of weakness when he says, I have to leave the room now, I'm supposed to not answer questions, I have to go? You know, that doesn't exude confidence, does it? Well, no. I mean, I think there probably are better ways to be able to deal with that. I mean, you go dial back. 60 years uh, to John Kennedy's news conferences. Um, and, you know, they were brilliant. I mean, it was one of the reasons why John Kennedy, even though you could arguably say he wasn't a wholly accomplished president, he did certain things and did them well, but why many people consider him such a great leader of our nation. I mean, you look at those news conferences, he's bantering back and forth. He sort of undercuts these tough questions with the press with humor. He speaks with a level of, uh, of depth and knowledge about the particular issues. And I do think that's what we do want from anybody who's president of the United States. So it would probably help Joe Biden to you know, be a little bit more forthcoming on all of these things. Uh, and look, if I were the Biden White House right now, I would sort of put uh, Vice President Harris out there and have her start making speeches about the importance of the free press and the importance of the news media, even when you get pummeled and criticized. Um, because, you know, the news media are an important, essential pillar of our democracy. Um, and they've been under attack. Um, and I think one of the best things that they can do is say, yeah, I'll take your criticism. I'll take your tough questions. And you know what? That's good for democracy. Give it to me more. And so, in other words, take a position of strength by defending the tough questions um, and not walking away from them. Well, thank you so much, hey, uh, Professor Steinhorn. Very, very much appreciated. We will certainly talk again, and we love your insights, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Leonard Steinhorn, Professor of Communications and History at American University. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. Let's join the Dan Patrick Show already in progress. <laughs> 